Greetings, Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This, as always, is your host, Podcast <laughs> Commander Joseph Martin. There's nothing different about this podcast. Everything is completely normal. <laughs> do do not adjust your uh, your your radio. Your <laughs> Bluetooth headphones. Um, yes, uh, w- with me, Joseph Martin. Uh, today <laughs> we have. Hi, I'm Anna Bernarski, and I'm on a podcast. And this is definitely me, Anna Bernarski. This is me, Joseph Martin. <laughs> I am also commanding the podcast. <laughs> Uh, I am James Pelster, and I have not been here in a while. Hi, my name is Argofump, a.k.a. Michael Gray, and... (laughs) (laughs) You liar! (laughs) He hasn't been on the podcast in years. Where are you? I haven't heard that name in years. (laughs) So now that we've committed identity theft. (laughs) Yes. Just, so just yes, Obi Wan. Now that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> a long time. Of so course yes, I this... know. He's me. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Martin is currently uh, high above the earth. For... He sure am. Yes. He's uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so uh, today, I, Jedi Alex Jedrzak, uh, Alex Der in chief, um. I'm here to take over temporarily as podcast commander um, to try to remember how to run a podcast. Um, not send visual media and yes. not mention what the visual media is. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, speaking of visual media, uh, have you guys heard of video games? I've heard of video so. from the last. You ask episode. this every podcast. Yeah. What is the point? Yeah, <laughs> our answer is always the told same. Me about it last week. What is it? <laughs> it? They talked about it at my church, and it sounded real, real upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go to church in 1975 <laughs> or 1998 or <laughs> <laughs> or 2022? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. But yes, um, I do not have a topic, but I do believe that James is very excited to talk about something that he's upset uh, about. I am, I am very excited, and well, I'm excited in multiple ways. I have multiple different things to talk about, some of which I'm very happy about, some of which I'm very unhappy about. So, would you like the uh, the unhappy rant or the uh, the happy rant first? Let's get well, the unhappy for, rant out the way. For context, right. for context, though, this past month was basically E three time, even though there was no E three, but it a lot of companies Pride still. And that too. Yes. <laughs> that too. More importantly, it's that Pride too. Month. <laughs> I I brought werewolves for Pride Month into being. I I also have a topic, and it is Sims. Um, I know Dana <laughs> talked about it last month. I'm going to talk about it now. <laughs> I was right. I was saying this for context because there was just a lot of video game news that was a lot that a lot of us want to talk about. Basically. Oh yeah, yes, indeed. All right. So to start off with, Minecraft is a game that I have been playing since the beta days back in 2011, 2012, and they just came out with a new update, 119, the Wild Update. 
it's it's cool. It's not as groundbreaking or incredible as the the previous update, which just completely overhauled the way that terrain and the world generates. It was a huge, amazing overhaul, and I love that update. It really brought a lot of uh, you know, kind of my love for even just vanilla Minecraft back uh, that I hadn't really felt you know for many many years. Wilds well, update I... is the one without fireflies, right? Yes. Without fireflies, because they added frogs, and fireflies are, like, poisonous to frogs. They did the same thing when they introduced parrots, actually. They said that you could tame parrots by feeding them cookies, but the cookies are chocolate chip, and chocolate is poisonous to birds, so they actually changed that before release. So this is... That is not without precedent, actually. But anyway, what is without precedent, however is something that they've kind of subtly tried to sneak in, in my opinion, without you know really giving people a, a big heads up about it, despite how important of a change it is, is in 1.19.1, the sort of a, you know, a, a small incremental release of 1.19, they've been working on this feature uh, for chat reporting. And previously... Uh, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of information known about it, and that was that any player, uh, basically, they they developed a new signed chat feature, which basically helps authenticate and verify that any chat messages are coming from who they say they are, and that they are a legitimate Minecraft player and not some bot or some account being hijacked, um, you know, remotely. So, now that they've had this implemented, they have added a way to report chat messages. However, the part that everyone is very upset about, and I know it's very upset because Mojang has been trending on Twitter for the past <laughs> week straight, uh, is because everyone thought, oh, this is great. They'll be giving server operators, uh, the, the, the server operators that run these servers will get these reports with details about, hey, here's these chat messages that were sent by this user. Here's the reason why this user thinks that they are problematic or any, you know, here's what category they fall into. So for huge servers, this will make uh, moderation and a documentation of problematic chat messages and players uh, much easier. But no. It does not go to the server owners or the server runners. It goes directly to Mojang, who, rather than, you know, simply saying, all right, you've sent uh, X number of problematic messages that are problematic for this reasons. Our moderation team has decided to mute you like they do in other services like Steam and uh, like Valve's service Steam. Uh, you can be banned outright from all multiplayer content, <laughs> period. Wow. Yeah. So, so to make up for this, they released the Buzz Lightyear DLC. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. So this now let me get this out of the way. Chat moderation is great and I think that it's this feature had they implemented it in a sane and rational manner could have been an excellent tool as I said before. Had this been had this information been sent to the server administrators whose job it has been since Minecraft multiplayer came out in the first place to help adjust this and take care of problematic behavior like this who like literally hire moderators in the cases of really big high profile commercial servers to take care of this and if you did something problematic on one server, yeah, you were punished for it. You said, "Hey, you, you know, you're muted, you're kicked, you're you're banned for X amount of time or permanently." 
But Mojang has decided to completely overstep that and say that, no, now we are the arbiters of what is good in multiplayer and correct to say. And bad behavior will be punished by global multiplayer bans. You can't even play on a locally hosted server. When you click on the multiplayer button, it says, no, your account has received this strike for this reason, and you are not allowed to play multiplayer full stop for X amount of time or theoretically permanently. Yeah. And that is a massive problem. And I understand that, yes, this is all being done in the, for the sake of preventing, you know, things like illegal activity and that sort of thing, which is a large amount of the categories that you can report messages for. But the problem is, if Mojang can't trust their player base not to say horrible things in chat, how do they expect those same terrible people to not abuse in any possible way they can yeah. this reporting system whose ramifications mean that someone can just outright no longer play an entire aspect of the game that they paid for. That's that's such a horrible, tone-deaf, in my opinion, and boneheaded idea. And I genuinely am shocked that they really, I think they were really, really shady with how they went around this because they, they implemented this feature and then they said, hey, the reason, one of the reasons we're implementing signed chat is for enhanced security, just that vague term, and also so that the servers can perform uh, stylization on chat messages that are sent. Uh, you know, like their, their little test program was to make all chat messages rainbow. And so that you could, uh, you know, preview on the client side any special effects like adding emojis or other stuff to chat messages. And then with the pre-releases for 119.1, the little small incremental release, is when they revealed, you know, hey, here's the screen that shows up and here's all this stuff that shows up in case chat reporting this thing that we're adding results in a ban. And it was just kind of a shock to everyone in the community, and everyone was like, whoa, 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 this is not what we wanted. Even even huge server owners are saying, this is not what we asked for. We didn't ask you to step in and do this for us, Mojang. We, we've defined our own rules, and we're the ones that are supposed to be enforcing them ourselves. Yeah. Because there are entire servers called anarchy servers, which I'm not really a fan of from a personal standpoint but they exist so that things like griefing using hacked clients and all that other stuff is fine it's just literally you join this server just do whatever the heck you want people can destroy your buildings steal your stuff kill you use cheats use x-ray just do whatever the heck it, it's called anarchy for a reason mean options in games yeah and like while it's not ever something i would play in those servers effectively now cannot exist because you know in their entirety because any sort of this behavior you know that in, i'm pretty sure that kind of behavior extends to chat you know and obviously that leads to naturally you know very unsavory types but to outright prevent people who aren't unsavory from playing on these servers I don't know how I feel about that. And they already had something in place for Bedrock Edition, which is the console and Windows 10 special versions of Minecraft. And that made a little more sense because all of the servers 
the most servers in Bedrock Edition were run by Mojang or Microsoft themselves. And there's also, of course, Mojang's uh, for Java Edition. They have their own, you know, here, uh, here's our official hosted servers called Realms. If bans for chat reporting would happen only in officially run servers and bans you from playing in all of those, even then I could be I could be persuaded to say, okay, this is all right. But the problem really ultimately stems from the fact that this doesn't just prevent you from playing in officially sanctioned and sponsored, like like officially run you know, stuff. Like, I can see why Microsoft and Mojang would want to keep their own servers clean and tidy, right? It makes sense. But to say, to, to just overstep that and to say that, no, we have this jurisdiction over everyone's servers that anyone is running, I, I don't know. That's That's just really, really overstepping their bounds. And so the community is really upset. A lot of really high-profile server owners... Uh, have said, we're just not updating to the new update, period. Like, until Mo Yang, like, actually listens to us and, you know, realizes that this is not what any of us want. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sounds like the only solution aside from don't ever play multiplayer at all. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's terrifying because, like, again... There is so much potential for abuse, and Mo Yang have said all of these reports are going to be reviewed by people. Mm. Yeah, sure, right. All all reports are going to be reviewed by people for the most popular game on the planet? <laughs> are you kidding me? Do you have any idea how many chat reports are going to come in per day, per hour? from the millions of Minecraft servers that are currently running. Yeah, and and there's already like a uh, a workflow in place as you said is like just let the server admins handle it. There's yeah. already, you know, a, a workforce in place that like could handle this and if they wanted to bump it up and say, "Whoa, this person deserves uh, you know, a complete ban," then let them pass it up as opposed to by default going to the top at the start that's a little exactly that's that's what's so concerning and and why i genuinely say that it's tone deaf because it's like that the the decision making behind this had no idea that moderation existed and has existed in servers personal servers for a decade a whole decade, slightly longer, if you count, like, mod, like, because there are plugins, even for, like, mostly vanilla servers. Like, obviously, even vanilla has ban and kick, right? The most basic forms have existed in multiplayer servers since the beginning. Since the beginning of multiplayer, we've had at least the most basic forms. And that gets the job done for personal stuff. If you have some random person joining that managed to find your IP address or something and starts causing havoc, boom, get them out of here. And then larger servers have huge workflows and workforces in place to take care of this already. And they are all telling you, we didn't ask for this. Or better yet, we wanted this, but we wanted it to come to us and not go straight to the top to have some commandments about what should and shouldn't be said in 
any multiplayer server ever run handed down from on high. Yeah. Because one of the guidelines says, hey, it's recommended to not talk in all caps because that can be interpreted as yelling and that can be seen as rude. Okay. So does that, and the guidelines, sure, like, obviously it says don't promote, like, illegal drug use or something. Okay, sure. But any <laughs> self-respecting server that, you know, wants to have a, a decent community is already going to crack down on stuff like that. So you're telling me that someone can be reported for just for being rude because they talked in all caps? You can be banned for talking in all caps from global multiplayer, period? That's insane. And maybe that's not the case, but then that is a that is an explicit example used in the community standards page that Mojang links you to regarding chat reporting. Also, like okay, so let's say that uh you know coming down from on high they say, "Oh, well this isn't really a bannable offense." And it's like, "Okay, well but we on our personal server wanted to know about that in order to, you know, block this person." Yeah. Like I said, basically everything that's wrong with this situation could have been avoided if these tools and this system had been given to the server owners rather than Mojang. It's it's literally just a – I don't know if I would say it's a chain of command thing. That's probably not the right phrase to use, but it really is Mojang and Microsoft vastly overstepping their bounds. Yeah. And what I, I would even say they're right to moderate. Like, if, if we bring up, hey, this is this is a problematic player from, you know, like there's multiple reports from multiple different server owners, sure, that's that's one thing. But even then, I would say, like, regardless, you should not be prevented from playing local multiplayer just with your friends. Yeah. What, what kind of a punishment is that? Is complete and utter isolation from the entirety of the social aspect of this game? Yeah. Really? Does that not strike anyone at, at Mojang or Microsoft as excessive? Yeah. It feels... Like, it feels like they should have known better. And, like, if it wasn't a big company that has that, the, the words. Yeah. Like, um, again, that's had multiplayer, for so long. multiplayer has existed for over a decade. Right. Why are we just like coming up shouldn't... with this now and just making this sudden, like, taking this sudden action as if we've never had any sort of moderation like oh this yes the actions of like a new company with a new game yeah yeah the, which again it it comes back to my remark that it feels tone deaf it feels like the people that came up with this and pushed it all forward to this stage had no idea about how any of this stuff works or they know exactly what they're doing, and their plan is to make sure nobody can ever play multiplayer again. So they don't have to run it, yeah. I guess. So people will and so people Stop will have playing Minecraft. <laughs> the way that things are going, it genuinely sort of feels like that because the in the huge outpouring of of feeling from the community in in general seems to be we are not playing multiplayer or we are not updating our servers to support this new feature until you clarify and fix this like genuinely there there has been a massive 
mass. And I mean, again, this is potentially the largest gaming community on earth. Yeah. And you thought that kind of sneaking in this feature where community standards are now suddenly after a decade or more of multiplayer existing on its own and being sell, you know, handled by the community itself to suddenly have Mojang step in in front of you and say, no, we'll take it from here. We know how to do things. It's a conspiracy. To- <laughs> if everybody's so banned, little advance no notice and barely any information ahead of time to let us know that this was a thing that was going to be happening. It did not exist as a concept, to my knowledge, before the 119 update. So, so what is... Just- what is, what is the good news? What was your good news? Oh, the good news is that they have iSafe yeah, DLC. Right. Anyway, I've, I've, been, I've just been ranting about this. So anyway, I'm very upset news. about this. The community is very upset about this. Microsoft and Mojang need to need to fix this. Like In my opinion, they need to backpedal and give this feature and entirely remove themselves from this feature and give it to server owners and server operators to... To, to do with this information what they ought to do. But to end it off there, just that's, I'm very, very frustrated because I've been playing my Minecraft for a decade now. And it's just, it seems like we went from an amazing update that really rekindled my love for the game and its developers to an update that has completely destroyed my sense of any goodwill from that very same team. Like just a complete and utter reversal yeah of my opinion on the people currently working on this game it's really upsetting the conspiracy is that they want people to buy the ice age dlc because little do they know the fix is actually in there <laughs> i've been trying to See, work that i've been trying for, to work that's for the, the con <laughs> except that's for the console version of the game i know i've been trying which, to find a way always to... <laughs> had this moderation feature so i'm trying to find a way to work that into a punchline for the past like yeah, 10 just minutes lots of, weird, <laughs> lots of weird dlc i don't like i you know it's it's console dlc it's microtransactions i don't i don't get it i've never really liked the bedrock version of the game but anyway i hear so, that they're changing it so that if you buy one version you have both yeah but that doesn't mean that bedrock isn't like in my opinion the inferior version because one it has microtransactions when on java edition you could get all of this stuff made by the community for free or at least in a way that only supports the people that made such content bedrock edition while it does perform a lot better in terms of frame rate and draw distance and all that stuff uh has a bunch of like horrible bugs in it that aren't in java edition and minecraft um, and mojang claim we want to have parody and you know but for both versions to play basically the same and yet they mark some of these horrible experience ruining bugs as we won't fix this or working as intended. So, for instance, uh, if you travel 60... So, the Minecraft world is around uh, 30 million blocks in radius. So, it's a square world with a radius of 30 million blocks. However, in Bedrock Edition, after you walk 65,000 blocks out in any direction, uh, strafing or walking in a a slightly unusual uh, manner can cause you to fall straight through the world. (laughs) What? Uh huh. And Minecraft and Mojang have said that's not a bug that happens at all in Java Edition. And Mojang have said, "Yeah, no, we won't fix this." 
Just learn to fly like our podcast commander, Joseph. Not Lund. my job. Yeah. Hey, but... That's someone else's job. So, anyway, Do yourself. horrible, horrible decisions being made on the part of the people that like actually make the you know run this stuff. So yeah, you do do better, Mo Yang. I know you can do better than this. One dot eighteen proves that you still have some some actually good people working on this game. So fix your crap. Anyway, so, yes, yes, the good news now. The stuff that I'm happy about. Yes, I have been playing I think we're ready. Xenoblade Chronicles two, and I have fallen <laughs> in love with it. Uh, the end. And Yes, the end. The end. That's <laughs> so it. <laughs> it took me a while. The game's tutorials are not great. Uh, in some cases, they tell you stuff at inopportune times when you can't really make full use of it, or they just tell it to you in such a way that you don't understand how it can be useful, or they might leave out some extra information that actually helps you, like, do cool things with it, or even outright just tell you stuff that is incorrect. Oh. So I had to watch, like, a guide video to understand how combat mechanics actually worked. But once I did, it is so much fun. The music is amazing. The graphics are really cool. It's staggering the kind of, like, you can stand on a mountain peak, basically, and see a town down in the foothills. It's really incredible that they managed to get the game to run at a semi-ish stable frame rate on Nintendo Switch, given the the power of that console being not amazing. Um, the characters are amazing. I love the writing. Uh, it's it's. I mean, it's it's a little bit kind of anime and tropey at times, but the character writing is phenomenal. I love the cast a whole lot. The story is really really amazing at the end. Very very interesting and thought provoking. Uh, you know, a lot of the the villains and stuff have very interesting motivations and stuff. I don't want to get into it, uh, any spoilers, but just, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And now we have news uh, about Xenoblade Chronicles 3. We had the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct a couple days ago. I am really looking forward to that. Unfortunately, Nintendo bungled the um, release of the special edition of the game. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. They still have not. I was actually, I actually wanted to stay up. I woke up at 6 a.m. or like 6.30 or whatever for this direct to watch it in person just so, uh, just in case they gave any details about their second attempt at launching the special edition, but <laughs> so with actual things that you can buy this time. Um, but they, they didn't they announce it, up. which I was a little bummed by. So, but anyway, so it has a lot of cool systems. One of my big complaints is that it, uh, about Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is that the UI could feel a little clunky at times. My understanding is that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had kind of a, a little bit of a rocky development near the end. So when they were, uh, you know, kind of polishing things up, uh, a large number of the UI and user experience designers, uh, either were laid off by budget cuts or something like that. Uh, just because of like certain, I don't know. I can't, I don't know all the details, but basically a lot of the UI was not super polished. And even some of the nice features we have in the game now were only added like a couple months after the game initially released. So, but the UI in Xenoblade Chronicles 3 looks a lot more polished, a lot, uh, you know, a lot easier to understand and, and read and, and navigate potentially from what parts I've seen. And oh my gosh, the combat looks really cool. You can switch characters 
live in combat, which is something I would love to be able to do in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, just for the sake of the additional potential that it adds for, you know, skill, you know, for basically just raises the skill ceiling in combat. There's so, so much potential for it. And it seems like they are adding a couple different mechanics for Xenoblade Chronicles 3, kind of merging a few different aspects of Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. We have the basic combat system from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, where your special attacks are all mapped to the face buttons, A, B, X, and Y. Uh, but we also now map things to the up, down, left, and right uh, arrow buttons, which I guess they were sort of mapped in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but not, uh, you know, to, but to, to other functions. Um, and we've added back the, basically the affinity chart from Xenoblade Chronicles 1, which was basically anytime you talk to NPCs in towns, uh, they would actually have relationships, say feuds, friendships, etc., acquaintance acquaintances uh and as you would talk to different people you would learn more about this kind of complex web of of social relationships in each area and by performing side quests you would help bring people closer together or you know fix problems and uh see how people's relationships would grow uh, as a result of that and that was a really cool system and they they didn't have it in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 although i do think that the quality of the side quests in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 overall was was higher because most of the stuff in Xenoblade Chronicles 1 was just like basic, you know, hey, go kill this monster, or hey, go fetch this thing, and there wasn't really a whole lot more to it than that. Um, but a lot of side quests uh, in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 have, like, full voice acting and stuff, or, like, extended plots that last for longer than just, hey, go kill this thing, okay, thanks. <laughs> um, and so I am really really excited for this game because it seems like the it could potentially be the best of both worlds adding a lot of the the stuff that that was interesting in Xenoblade Chronicles 1 if not perhaps not fully developed on so oh my god I'm really really looking forward to uh to seeing how how it turns out and I still cannot believe the last thing I want to say is I still cannot believe that that they that this game is in such a good state of development that they went from hey we're releasing this in September to hey we're release or, or it was either fall or September you know just fall as a broad term or September specifically to hey we're releasing it at the end of July <laughs> like they that is the first time I've ever heard of a release window being moved forward then backwards i that's unheard of especially in the world of triple a development so that's especially i'm i'm blown away year. yeah so i i will say though if they are that confident about it i do expect a good level of polish on this game when it comes out if they were if they were confident enough to 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 drop it earlier than originally intended that better be a sign that this is very very polished and all you know all the rough edges are are rounded down obviously there's going to be issues that the community finds that you know that that couldn't really be found through the kind of testing scale that they have but still i you know nothing this this better not be a bethesda game or it better not be <laughs> like xenoblade chronicles 2 which was or mario strikers yes 
<laughs> so, but yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, like I said, the, there were even features that were added well, yeah, you know, into updates well into the game's uh, lifetime uh, that just added basic functionality, like being able to open the fast travel menu, which you could do in Xenoblade Chronicles One just with the press of a single button, I believe. And that was, you had to go through, like, two different menus to get to fast travel at launch in Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 2. But uh, after, like, the 2.0 update or something like that, they added the ability to just press the X button, which wasn't previously just used out when you were out and about. (laughs) So it's like, okay, that's great. Why didn't it have this from the start? <laughs> yeah. So those are the kinds of issues that I'm hoping are not going to be present when this game releases, if they are that confident about it. In related news, uh, I bought my first copy of Xenoblade Chronicles 1 two weeks ago. Oh, nice. I haven't started it yet. <laughs> nice, as, wait. As with most of my other Switch games, I haven't started yet. Right. <laughs> I keep buying for some reason. Speaking oh. of games and buying... Uh, the Steam sale is <laughs> happening as we are, as we are recording. Yeah, you uh, you mentioned that in the uh, the Game Cola Discord, which uh, you, the listener, are free to join. Just come and, and talk. Hint. You can <laughs> you can come and nudge, ask. Nudge. Yeah, you can come and uh, talk to Anna like. about the Steam sale and uh, come and bully us. Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. I'll bully you right back, or I'll cry. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes, I uh I shared my one of my three best articles. Um classic being article. Classic greats um of spending all your money on the Steam sale, which unfortunately oh, yeah. now not, that really? I'm I uh I'm an adult adult who lives <laughs> in a place where I have to pay rent and utilities <laughs> is scary scarily close to what's actually happening. Um no, but uh, I've I've already bought some games, and thankfully it's going on until after I get paid next, so I can pick up some more, maybe. What uh, is the best game you've bought? The best game I bought myself um, is Divinity 2, because I started playing my boyfriend's copy, because we have a shared library, uh, but I don't like sharing. Uh, so I bought it myself. <laughs> uh, but um, some friends and I have already done some exchanges where I buy them something and they get mad at me and then they buy me something in return and I get mad at them. But my boyfriend has gotten me Boyfriend Dungeon, oh, which yes. I'm very excited to yes. play. One of okay, my friends so got me. Quick tip for that one. There's going to be a guy you hate. <laughs> Don't ignore his text messages or it breaks the game. What? Dang it. I hate talking to people. I hate anyway. <laughs> so you're, you're cheating on your boyfriend virtually. Yes. Uh, <laughs> with his encouragement. <laughs> um, Times sure but, have changed. <laughs> uh, former Game Cola contributor uh, Nicole Kabalik sent me Spirit Fair for PC so I can cry over it at home or on the go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Because I also have it for Switch. Uh, but that's kind of nice. where I've been lately. I got Gas Station Simulator because 
gas station simulator? Gas station simulator. Is there just a simulator game for everything nowadays? We have. Yes. I was already kind of baffled when we had like truck driving simulators back in like the mid two thousand, the mid twenty tens, rather. Can we know how much of my brain I want to use when I'm playing video games? (laughs) The bare minimum. Yeah, but also like Night so table that's simulator what I'm gonna coming do. to a like, store near you. Yeah, but I mean like simulating like like tabletop simulator. Sure, that's a great game. You know, a flight simulator. Sure, that's fun. I mean, I play space flight simulators. I do actual like like period accurate like it, like academic level simulations of like the Apollo program. That's that's crazy. Like that's only something that maybe a few people are really even remotely interested in. But gas station you know what i can do james i can what? stand on a house and power wash it okay but I see that's that's satisfying that power washing a gas station power washer simulator is awesome that's so it's satisfying perfect. i love right? everything about I it i love it's power so washing nice. in real life uh, yeah i mean it, it, in reality if anyone's house is like or like bike or car is like that filthy though there's like something has gone horribly wrong <laughs> It's like but, a um, dust, like maybe. I, mean, I just like, live in LA, so I mean, that's it looks like a tornado <laughs> has just run through the neighborhood and just left this house somehow perfectly intact, but just covered in just a full a hundred percent coating of dirt and dust. Yeah, like how how has this happened? It's great, um, but the reason I I bring it up, I was gonna ask if you guys bought anything yet. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I bought a couple of like old school, like classic PC games, like a couple of like Sid Meier's games, like Sid oh, Meier's yeah. Pirates and Ooh. some other stuff from him. I've um, heard good things about that one. Oh, the P- Pixel Remaster of Final Fantasy One. Hmm. Oh, uh, an old point and click game called Return of the Phantom, which is basically like oh. a sequel to Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah, I know what that one oh. is. Oh, I, I love, I love crap like that. And then, uh, Age of Empires One, I also bought. Yep. Oh gosh, I have only bought one game, but it is this is actually I think the only game released in 2022 that I've actually now been playing, which is the sequel to AI: The Somnium Files. Uh, I haven't gotten it yet. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I know it's by uh, the creator of the Zero Escape series, along with the studio created by the former developers of Danganronpa. Yeah, they and... made a studio together. Oh, great! Another yep. another game for us to play on the channel. <laughs> yep. Well, see, I've already started playing it a bit, though. Uh, so, I mean, listen, John, if you well, we'll have to start with the first game, though. We would need to start with the first uh-huh. game. Now, strictly speaking, this game does not. You don't actually need to have played the first game. I want to say this out right. You don't need to have played the first game to play this second game. Which is weird because it's like actually like a genuine actual sequel, but they ask you at the very beginning, have you played the first game? Have you seen <laughs> like the events of the story? And if you say no, they will apparently not reference any spoilers. That's uh, wild. What? Which is really, that's really, really interesting. But the the weird thing is, is that like I can tell you this just from what I've played, I feel like it's almost going to be like a slight like a, a different experience playing that game with the previous game spoilers turned off 
Because, like, there are characters That's and stuff that you script. meet that are, like, integral to the plot or, like, come about because of plot developments. And I don't actually know how you could, like, even just have them there. Like, I, I don't know. I guess you would just kind of gloss over the fact that they're relevant somehow. I, I don't know how it works. Because I have played the first game, so I it didn't. It won't play. matter because I also played the first game. That is really, really cool. Yeah, it's it's super interesting, and I think that's a very fascinating way to do it. So, but so far, uh, oh my gosh, it hooked me very, very quickly. The, the first game took me because it was a new, it was a new IP, it was a new property, a new series. It took me a while to kind of get used to okay here's here's what this game is like but this game now that it's established it really kind of hooks you uh a lot earlier on and it's it's very very interesting i'm very engaged so far uh and it has everything that i was hoping for in a sequel to ai the somnium files just zany, uh, amazing. now it's another game i have to add to the list of things to <laughs> it's, buy. it's really good so far it's really really good and at some point i would honestly love if john like after danganronpa i would love for like john and i to do another blind plus experienced i mean uh, i would also yeah. be up for joining you if you'd have me Sure. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, <laughs> Honestly, the more the merrier. I love doing these things where it's like I'm the one who's seen it all and knows everything. Well, I mean, you would you would know the first game, but not yeah. the, the second game, potentially. Um, assuming you were willing to not play it for uh, for how for however many years it takes us to get to the end. <laughs> I still haven't progressed the Grace Great Ace Attorney, and I really oh, want God, to. Oh God, we need to get back to that. I've been bastard. waiting for this. I, I'm loving the Great Ace Attorney so much, and I want to get back to it. It's amazing. Great so, games, really, yeah, truly wonderful. Game, <laughs> yes, games, games are amazing. So I love video anyway. games. Speaking of. <laughs> Simulator game. We ended the walkthrough on the first segways. <laughs> oh. oh no. Segways? Uh, I believe segways? Anna wanted to talk about a certain simulator game. Oh, thank you. Simulator? James, you already talked enough for the amount of time you've been All right, off listen, the podcast. Listen, I haven't been on the podcast for a year. I'm just He's catching up for lost time, time okay? The joke, the joke was right there. Come on. <laughs> All right, I'll shut up now. So thank you, Blue. Um, <laughs> last month, the pronouns uh, update came out for The Sims 4, which was talked about on the last podcast. It's great. Pretty cool. It's awesome to see them and i know it is just in the english version but it, it's great to see them trying this out and trying to make it work well however since it is pride month i am going to complain a little bit about some of the downfalls of it the body types you are asked to choose between are male and female which makes some of the titles such as like for, for the uh, ambitions connected to the body type that you've chosen. When you go to make a child sim, it will label the parent as the gendered version of what parent it is, despite their pronouns. 
and despite anything else that you've made about them. I, I know that uh, sometimes the Sims are misgendered in especially the newest pack, which is the werewolf pack, which I, I will talk about. Um, happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Um, they're, 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 and it's, I, well, I, I like that you say this not for the pronoun pack, but for the werewolf pack. Well, that's the what I predicted last time. I asked Dana if they, if they thought that uh, the were- they were saving the werewolf pack for Pride Month, and they were. Was <laughs> Which is very hilarious. But I super appreciate the fact that it's finally here after a while of being like, hey, can we have some pronouns, please? And then being like, we're working on it, I promise. Just being like, can we have it yet? It is interesting from like a programming perspective, though, like how intertwined some of these things are that like, if you're not, I run into issues with this, you know, at work with like things that aren't you know, necessarily like this, but just like, oh, right, I forgot that this was tied to that and that if you would do this, mm-hmm. then that also affects this other thing. It's like, oh, yeah, if you don't explicitly link mother and father to the pronouns, then it's going to just assume, you know, like, uh, if nobody sat down and, like, planned it out and, like, looked at every single feature in the game, you know, there are things that are going to be missed, which... uh. <laughs> I, I guess I would assume that uh, you know the company is big enough to spend time on things like this, but just uh, you know from a programming perspective, it's like, oh yeah, of course those would be linked. Of course we would have to fix that. Yep, and uh, probably why it took so long. Like it, it's just one of those things that can be fixed along the way. But this game has also been out for almost eight years now. A lot of this stuff feels like it could have been done at least a few years ago, and I'll bring that up until the next game comes out if it does but um it's been out for so long sims four and a half yep exactly just a dlc pack for the sims four talking about how like uh some of the pop-ups in the werewolf uh thing still have pronoun issues and it's like you know you would think if they had been planning this for a while should have been future exactly yeah yeah that like it should have been built with this expected so yeah it, it, pronoun DLC people theory, are not the same people as the werewolf DLC people. In theory, yeah, though, you, you might have the werewolf DLC pack and not have the pronoun pack, right? No. The pronouns is a free update. Oh, it's a free um, update? Okay, then... So then, the pronoun uh, should yeah. be present in pretty much everything. The werewolf pack is uh, a <laughs> DLC. Okay, okay then you yeah, didn't have to pay $50 for the pronoun okay. DLC? I did not need to pay $50 for my pronouns. <laughs> what? I was gonna be like, okay, like I, I could get if it, I, I would hope that it would be free, but I just wasn't sure if it was an optional add-on or like something they've, that is just incorporated into the base game automatically. They've been throwing in some freebies every once in a while lately. That's good, um, especially some like quality ones, like the skin tones from like a year ago. Three hundred dollars in unnecessary DLC items. Have a little treat. Here's a snack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did that for me and me only. They're like, we know you keep buying it here. Yeah, you can have this as a treat. But, I wonder um, if 
sorry, uh, just real quick. I wonder if, you know, whenever or if the next Sims, like, full game does come out, if it will be better about that. Because the one thing I will say is that... If they are not, I will be severely disappointed. Yeah, I I would be too, honestly. Because the main thing that I will say, again, from programming perspective, is that, yeah, we all wish that this had come out, you know, the game's been out for, what, eight years, you said? Yes, and Sims so, itself has been around for over 20 at this point i believe yeah but but a lot of this conversation has you know kind of really been peaking in the last decade or so um but the one thing i will say is that adding stuff like this that changes you know a lot of the scripts and dialogue in such a uh, in such a fundamental way in some cases for a game whose code and code base and all its architecture has been in place in a in this one way has that has existed one way for so many years there are just inherent challenges in adding in 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 retooling something that is that has existed for this long in in this one state to just make it work differently in addition to just right, the oh yeah. we didn't think about that so I, I imagine that may also have been one of the reasons that A, it took so long, and B, that there's still problems with it. James, are you <laughs> describing video games, or are you <laughs> describing society? Oh, dang. Wow. I completely understand where you're coming from, and I'm not denying that that's probably what's going on. I would just like to see... Oh, absolutely. I would just like to see some things change. Absolutely. Um, and that's why I think that, you know, if they ever come out with another game, that it should be held to a, a higher standard of that. Because now, yeah. that, now that they've come out with this update, they've shown that that is something that they have done and they know mostly how to do in, in a meaningful way. So we should expect the, that level of quality going forward for any right. future releases. I would also like to say I follow a few people who work on the Sims team on Twitter, and I know, like, most of the ones that I follow are queer. So it feels like this is something that they've also been very excited for themselves. Yeah, the Sims team is pretty much the only part of EA that I think is good. <laughs> I, EA can... <laughs> Uh, I can't say words. I can't say bad words anymore. <laughs> Joe won't let me say bad words on the podcast anymore. <laughs> yes, me, Joseph Martin. I love the burnout games. <laughs> me, Joseph Martin. But uh, <laughs> yes, but yeah, um, Sims pretty cool. They posted some stuff a few days ago in light of some stuff, and it made me really appreciate uh, the people working behind that team. Also, understanding that. The real world is garbage. Oh boy. But the werewolf pack. <laughs> yes. Werewolves. Oh my goodness. So. Minecraft I gets Ice Age. Sims really gets like werewolves. It. I actually really like it a lot. I don't even remember what werewolves were like in Sims 3. I like the look of them much better. They don't just look like super hairy humans. They're actual wolf people. <laughs> I love all of the all the stuff that you get with the pack, including the the place. I love all the furniture. I love everything about it. Um, the only thing I don't love is just this is what being a supernatural creature would be like: is that your powers would just kind of happen, and 
the middle of the day and you have nothing <laughs> you can't do shit about it. Oh, um, I was about to- I was about to ask, how is the, uh, how does it compare to, uh, simulating the real life versions of werewolves? Um, <laughs> as far as I know, mm. great. <laughs> I'm sure they have at least one werewolf um, on the Sims development team to consult with. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but, uh, if there's like a meter that builds up and then you kind of just go completely feral for a bit after it fills up. Just like real. So you don't really, you can't really control your sim. (laughs) So you got a Wolverine rage meter. (laughs) You can you can click on them and be like, hey, do you want to calm down a little bit? Because you get points, you can earn different things that you can do. One of them is regaining control while you're either while the full moon is out or while you are in rage mode, Um, which sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We've talked about this in the Discord. but toddlers, kids, they can't really do anything. And The Sims doesn't really, it really just doesn't have a lot for kids or uh, toddlers at all in terms of like any of the supernatural stuff. <laughs> just like like it life. really just, they just don't have there. anything. Babies can't be werewolves. They can't be vampires. They can't cast spells. Dang. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> that's, that's my that's all of my dreams ruined right there. <laughs> I want my toddler character to be scratching sofas and biting wood. I don't that know. would honestly be amazing. That would be so right? great though. That would One be of my, amazing my, um, levels of detail. The first ever toddler I had that was uh had two werewolf parents. Like they had a toothache in the game, from right? their fangs growing in. <laughs> in the game, which, right? That was about as good as it got, though. Uh, um, well, I do love it. I love the pack a lot. I like it so much more than I liked the last one. I still don't know how I feel about them having them so separated. All these supernatural packs, and I would love to see fairies. I would love to see fairies uh, because those were fun in the last game. Ghosts don't really need don't really need it, but you can make your sim a ghost pretty easy. <laughs> in fact, that's what a them, lot of players in like doing the in their free time. But yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about regarding the Sims. Anna, real quick, you you mentioned uh, about the the supernatural packs being separated uh yes. what, what do you mean exactly by that since so, I, I you know i don't play the in Sims. sims 3 they had vampires in the late night expansion and then maybe a few years later they had a supernatural pack which included all the races excuse me and all the full moon full moon aspects of being a supernatural creature it also included zombies which didn't really do anything <laughs> they kind of just stood outside your home <laughs> they were just like ah and they stood there and didn't do just anything a minor to inconvenience <laughs> was a minor inconvenience they're, they're, um, they're lawn they're but, lawn ornaments exactly but so far we've had a vampire pack uh we've had a spellcaster pack and we've had the werewolf pack which i like the amount of attention that each one has gotten Vampires are pretty much the same as they've ever been, as far as I know. I don't usually play vampires. Again, um, in real life also. Also, yes. Yep. Um, yep. Very true. Spellcasters, they're fine. Um, I think I think I do like it a little bit better than I liked the last one. Uh, I think there's probably also more from the last one that I would have liked to see. 
in Sims 4. I just can't remember what it is right now. <laughs> I can't complain if I can't remember. Um, but then, again, werewolves. So much more going on there. Nice. When it first started releasing, like with the second one, which was the uh, Spellcasters, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but uh, if they all continue to get this much attention, if they plan on giving us more, I think I'm okay with it. As long as it's not like, as long as I don't run out of money. (laughs) (laughs) I have rent. I I have actual rent to pay. In real life. Yeah, that's always always the existential problem with with DLC packs. It's so unfortunate. Um, But the thing is, if you buy them as they release, it's a lot better than buying them all at once. (laughs) Unless they're all on sale. So like when they launch, are they on sale? Is that how it works? No, it's just easier for me because then I don't forget about it. Uh, oh, and then, and then go, you have oh, to go no. back and make like a $300 purchase to make up exactly. for the last five packs you missed. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes exactly. sense. Um, no, but I, I actually really like it and it's great. Cool. We have genders and werewolves. So yeah, last past month, um, as well as more importantly, pride month, there was also E3 season, even though there was no E3 this year. Yeah. Um, but there was a hint. A big handful of announcements, and I just want to go through like a handful of them just to see, like, get to show ones I'm excited for, and then maybe uh, if anyone else is excited for something, you can chime in. Please do. I always feel like it's just me talking through this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, first things first, they showed off uh, PlayStation VR 2, or at least um, some cool looking games for it. So, like, No Man's Sky is going to be on it. The uh, Horizon uh, VR game is going to be on it. It looks cool. It's gonna be a sequel to that Walking Dead Saints and Sinners game, which looks, which I personally played. I beta tested it actually. It was very fun. So this one looks like the same thing, except, you know, not as glitchy or janky. <laughs> I when I beta tested it, I fell through the map, and they told him, "Hey, is this supposed to happen?" <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man PS4 is coming to PC. Can't wait to uh, buy that, so it'll run at 15 frames per second at 360p. <laughs> on my 2014 iMac that's running boot camp. <laughs> Stray looks cool. Uh, yes. The uh, the big yes, cat yes, game. Yeah. Big cat game. It looks like a nice little uh, stealth game. Unless there's something else I'm missing from it. I'm really excited to play uh, Street Fighter 6 because um, just the trailer is like very hype. Very lots of cool energy, cool mechanics. The entire like Street Fighter website like changed like on the dime as soon as the trailer was released. And there's just so many like details on the characters and all the new mechanics and what you can put and what you can do. There's gonna be like simplified controls. So you can do the traditional six button Street Fighter layout, but you can also switch to a three button layout for newcomers, which I bet will be very cool and very accessible to a lot of a lot of people. Interesting. But uh, yeah, Trail looks cool. I may end up competing in that, or at least if I really like it. Final Fantasy 16 had a really awesome, like, epic trailer that, ha- that in hindsight, didn't really have much to do with each other. It was just a VO playing over images that were, that, that, that just looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's a hype trailer. Yeah, it is a hype trailer. But the, um, the devs went into detail for, like, for the past few weeks talking about how the game's going to work and what, and whatnot. You're going to be, it's you're gonna be playing as one character throughout the whole thing. You're not gonna be like switching between party members, and party members are gonna be AI controlled the whole time. Combat's gonna be more like 
Kingdom Hearts slash Devil May Cry esque, which sounds very fun to me. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, I can't I can't wait for that. Very different. It's gonna be more action heavy than uh Final Fantasy fifteen was. So like instead of holding down the button to attack, you're actually like doing combos and stuff. Which seems mm, very cool. interesting. And then there's like the big summon fights where they're like, oh yeah, oh these summon fights are gonna be very unique on each one. One can be like a third person shooter while another one's gonna be like a pro wrestling match. I'm like Excuse what? Me? <laughs> it's, whoa. Oh, my. <laughs> what That's ambitious. Heck? What are you talking about? So I think it's, it's not going to be like Final Fantasy X where you like, you summon like a big deity and they does its attack animation. They only have like, what, three attack animations. I think this one's going to be like, it's going to be a unique like combo for like every like unique summon is going to have a different like unique thing going on for everyone they face. Or so. oh. when you throw kaiju fights into RPGs. <laughs> Especially when you edit it together in the most epically fun hype trailer ever I've seen in E3. Yeah. I've probably watched it like a million times because I just love like the music drops and whatnot. <laughs> so that was the Sony thing. Nintendo has yet to drop a uh, normal Nintendo Direct, but they dropped the Xenoblade one, which we've already talked about. Yes. Microsoft showed some stuff. Like I think there was like maybe two games I was interested in the the whole time. Uh, Microsoft is weird because like when they show off E three stuff, they it's like they show off all their cool like indie stuff, but it just looks like discount versions of other better games that we all know, or at least like and it combines like a bunch <laughs> of other other games that we that we know. I'm like uh, I'm like it looks cool and all, but it's like you're not really doing much for me in terms of I don't know. It's like their presentations are always just feel empty to me. Yeah, a bit like Microsoft as a whole. Oh, wah wah wah. <laughs> Blue, you're gonna like this. Uh, the Marvel Midnight Suns like Darkness Falls trailer was shown, and yes, I'm <laughs> and, aware of that one. Yeah, and the <laughs> what frustrates me is that they don't show gameplay in any of these big reveal trailers. They're just like, hey, this game's coming out soon. I'm like, okay, what's it look like? <laughs> big boss fights worth of there's a lot of gameplay out there if you want to look for okay. it okay yeah that's yeah that's the thing that's the thing it's like i know there's gameplay that exists but they don't show it off at like big events like this because it's an xcom game basically well i mean it's sort of not an xcom game it is very different they took they replaced the randomness of you have a 95% chance to hit, but you won't, for some reason, that was in XCOM. And they replaced it with, you can make your own deck of cards. Each character has, like, eight cards, I think, and you have three characters. And you can, like, build a deck from that. And you get a new hand each turn, and you can... Oh, what? Cards manipulate your hand, but the problem is people don't understand that card game video games can be fun and so they were just <laughs> like oh cards well this game's garbage now even though that makes no sense <laughs> yeah no i it's <laughs> that is sorry i oh, had no to. i had to <laughs> i have a personal grievance with that game oi um but yeah like was i this? was reading about the PlayStation Plus games for last month or the month before, and Slay the Spire was on it, and so everyone was complaining, because it's a bad card game, no one wants that, 
and they were like, oh, remember the good old days when they had three first-person shooters in the same month? Those were the good days. <laughs> uh, people Some just say that those people that... are still playing those three first-person shooters. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, they're playing the new versions that are the same game just for another $80. Here, yeah. Here's my thing, though. That is a very vocal minority of people that are just complaining about that. Because if they they wouldn't put it on PlayStation Plus if they didn't know if they didn't know people would like wouldn't download it or like some people would be excited about that. Yep. Um. Oh, Midnight Suns is it has like Persona and Fire Emblem style. Be friends with this person and they'll get stronger and stuff. Sort of relationship uh, mechanics uh, so like if spider-man like and daredevil that. are like in the fight together they'll have like a, an ability or something uh, i think it's the like your main character is customizable and uh, you like okay. so you can go up to wolverine and be like hey how's your day going and <laughs> be like why are you talking to me <laughs> we're in a fight <laughs> yeah what do you but, yeah, want you have um main hub and you can there's like puzzles and exploration and talking to people and hanging out with them. So it's pretty, I'm excited. Also, it has like more obscure characters like Sister Grimm, who is great. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to try it out personally. I'm not sure how much it's going to, is it going to be like a full price game at the, uh, when it gets at launch? Or yeah, because it is like a 60 hour campaign. Okay, that makes sense. And it's replayable because you won't have enough time to, build relationships with everyone yeah that makes sense so i'll be spending hundreds of hours playing it probably <laughs> play it on the channel that yeah might. that'd be fun yeah uh, i would need someone to give join us me. content <laughs> for, for what uh what game for are you playing what game uh the marvel midnight suns yeah uh interesting it comes out in a few months i if i do record it i'll need someone to like I don't know if I'm good enough at speaking to yeah manage do the chat while you play hours by myself. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, make that entertaining. Understandable, really. Uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge got a release date of last Friday. Yeah, <laughs> it is currently out, and I ordered the physical version, not knowing it would come in three months because uh, it is. Uh, oh <laughs> no! So, oh yeah, I still another have to wait a limited bit. run game purchase. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, though. It's also available at, like, Best Buy and Target to pre-order because, um, like, it's a publisher thing. It's, like, a limited, like, punk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, like, same thing. Uh, Hitman 3 did the same thing where it was, like, Aww. Limited Run was distributing it, but also through some retailers also. That sucks. John yeah. and I finally got our Limited Run Monkey Island stuff in December. Yay. Yeah, but uh, this one's like, has more of a budget. It's, like, this, this isn't, like, solely by Limited Run. It's just like, oh, they're helping. No, I just wanted to mention that we finally got it. Oh, yeah, we got it. We got it like a full year after we ordered it. (laughs) I got mine before before him, and I got to open it uh, while on video chat with him and James. It was great. It was so fun. It was awesome. Aliens Dark Descent is had a long... A really long CG trailer. I'm like, oh, what is this game? Are they like trying to redo Colonial Marines, but good this time? <laughs> it's another XCOM game. They showed like two seconds of game pl- of XCOM like gameplay footage at the very <laughs> end of the trailer. I'm like, Amazing. what the hell? <laughs> uh, 
come on. <laughs> that's so, that's so funny. Uh, it is uh, the one, like, this is the bad thing about, uh, Midnight Suns not being exactly like XCOM, cause I was sort of relying on that to bring me into XCOM. Cause mm-hmm. if there's one way you're gonna get me into a genre, it's make a superhero game about it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. So then I can, in, like, yeah. join the other ones since I know, like, how stuff works. Yep. Yeah, that works. I got into RPGs because I played Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which just happened to be one of the greatest RPGs <laughs> at the time oh. of release. <laughs> um, oh, Goat Simulator 3. <laughs> what? It's, every it, time I hear that, it's there just was gonna... a. It gets a little more unbelievable every time. <laughs> there was a they, Goat Simulator 2? No, there wasn't. <laughs> there was. Oh, okay, so I'm, they, so I'm they not pulled, going crazy. They pulled a Leisure Shoot Larry, just skipped the sequel. <laughs> Isn't that what Monkey Island did with the newest game? There was like, there is never going to be a Monkey Island 4 or something, so they made Monkey Island six. 5. <laughs> oh, 6. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, and this is really funny because the um, trailer was parroting the trailer for Dead Island 2. A game that still hasn't come out. <laughs> and so when it started, everyone's like, is it back? The art design is different, but is it back? <laughs> no. <laughs> Instead of zombies, goats attacked. It was funny. <laughs> so yeah, that was a good reveal. Um, the Last of Us Part 1 remake from PS5, built completely from the ground up in the Last of Us Part 2 engine. Which I don't think I need. No, I don't think anyone need it because you could play the regular version on PS4 and PS5 already. Free if you have PS Plus. And also, this is a full price game. It's seventy. It's seventy dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, not a fan. Kind of sucks, but hey, some fans are excited. I'm like happy for them, but come on. <laughs> as long as they enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Layers of Fear three. Which I'm very excited for because I love the first two games. They're just like very trippy. They're kind of walking simulators because you can't die in the first one. Isn't it like a <laughs> but, uh, weird the... remake and expansion of all the previous Layers of Fear stuff? Uh, for, not really because it looks completely different. The set pieces are like completely different. So it could be a reimagining, like a, like a, like a really like in-depth remake where they're just like, it's a, like a remake it in a name only. Yeah, it's the same devs, though, so I'm like, all right, whatever. Do what you want. But I'm excited either way. Oh, James, you're back. Uh, Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 8 DLC. Yeah, well, I've, well, I've been back, John. <laughs> I know, I know. I was already on a roll. I left, I left for like two minutes. It's because it was the first, it's like you <laughs> you left as soon as oh, like, right, I when started. You were gonna, and it was oh, the first, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it was the first yeah, so full full disclosure so resident evil 2 uh, resident evil 4 remake sorry i am very excited for but not because oh boy i want to see what they've changed but because i've never actually played resident evil 4 i've never gotten past like full full uh like full honesty here i'm still playing resident evil 2 remake no Original. Oh. <laughs> okay. I I have <laughs> not been t- Resident Evil. Th- I have not been Resident Evil Two <laughs> or the remake, and I want to beat Resident Evil Three after that. So I'm basically playing the original game, then its remake. Original game, then its remake. And I like, still have to play all the Resident Evil games because I really want to. Start yeah. start where start wherever you want. I started at four. 
Yeah. And it's like, there's, there's like Zero, and then there's like Revelations games, and there's... there's Zero is... I will say kind this, of a mixed the, bag from what I've heard. I'll say this. The overarching plot of the entire series is so stupid <laughs> and like oh, very yeah. hard to follow. You might as well yeah, just don't, you can just start anywhere. It's yeah, like, it don't, doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that part. There's no <laughs> you, you it won't it won't make any sense. I know I watched like the demo of seven and then a bunch of seven and that's just like a good horror game oh yeah seven is amazing what's really cool is that the resident evil 8 dlc is that you can now play there's a big story expansion and they're expanding the uh, mercenaries mode the like the big um side mode that's just for fun and then they're putting the the entire of the original game in third person now <laughs> Which I'm not sure how it'll change gameplay wise, but it'll give me a good excuse to go back and play it because I loved Resident Evil Village. It was my game of the year last year. But yeah, that's that's that was fun. Am I missing anything else? Anyone know if there was like another announcement they were excited for? Well, we got the the PS5 like the next gen upgrades for uh, oh yeah, like you mentioned for for Resident Evil Two and Three Remake. Um, which I've tried because I have a PS5 by some miracle, and uh, <laughs> it's it's subtle. The improvements are subtle for as far as the ray tracing goes. The high frame rate is really cool. Like it's it oh, yeah. feels weird to play RE2 remake that buttery smooth. Although I also suck uh, at yet shooting games in with a controller. I'm really bad at them, and I want to play it on PC. However, the problem is. Uh, Capcom completely bungled the the update on PC, so they added ray tracing support. However, if your graphics card, like mine, doesn't support ray tracing, the graphics get worse than they were on the previous update that didn't support ray tracing. They well, downgrade well, hang, your hang graphics on. settings. Well, well, I mean... Well, I mean, if that's the case, just don't turn it on. If your graphics card doesn't support ray tracing, no, why no, would no, you no, even no. try it? Like, as in, you have no choice. If your graphics card doesn't support ray tracing, your graphics, like, your your visual experience is downgraded from what it was before this update came out. <laughs> like, they, they butchered the graphics when you don't have ray tracing enabled on PC. What the hell? So, so anyone who doesn't must... have ray tracing support now has a worse experience than they did before this update came out. That sounds like a big oopsie. Like it doesn't yeah, sound like they, they did that on they purpose. Really they really like, screwed oh, it up somehow. They <laughs> really, bad. really screwed it up. Like it's great on console, but like if you don't have this top of the line hardware, which a lot of people really don't, as the Steam hardware survey shows, you now just have a worse experience, and that. That sucks. So I I imagine I hope they'll fix it because it can't have been intentional. But um, yeah, so I I would love to play this new you know to to play <laughs> did you go back to playing it on PC? But I can't because now my graphics look weird and and buggy. Well, at least you have the PS5. Yeah, I do, and that's cool. The the enhanced <laughs> uh the reflection because the reflections were always kind of a weird. They they were really weird in the original release. Like y- your character would somehow block 
reflections on the ground that were <laughs> ahead of them just because of the way that that the reflections are generally programmed in video games that don't have ray tracing uh but it was especially egregious in in games made in the re engine like the way that that engine handles reflections itself uh it was just really weird so ray traced reflections and lighting uh really does just help fix those last couple immersion breaking issues in the game world and it looks really cool cool there was also a final fantasy 7 stream but uh i don't know oh, too much right. about final fantasy 7 the <laughs> next part about. of the final fantasy remake is coming up that's right uh winter winter next year Yep. So that'll be that was a lot shorter than I was expecting. I was expecting to be like, "Hey, here's a teaser. See, you'll see part two in seven years." Yeah, <laughs> coming 2025. No more. No more. See, that's the thing, though. The reason it's coming out so soon is because Nomura isn't working on this part. He's working on part three. That's the reason this one's coming out so soon is because he's the one making the third part take so long. Oops. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, that's that. So, uh, we, we've heard a lot about, uh, you know, announcements and updates and so on, uh, but what games have we actually been playing lately? I have been playing a little indie game called Citizen Sleeper, and it is really, really good. I suppose you'd describe it as, like, a visual novel RPG. It's sort of similar to a game I played a while ago that was based on the Werewolf the Apocalypse role-playing game called Werewolf the Apocalypse Heart of the Forest, where you start the game and you have a little, like, you make your, like, character sheet exactly like you would in the role-playing game on, like, tabletop game. Mm, yeah. And then you, like, go through visual novel and you make choices and use your stats and there's, like, dice rolls and stuff. So it's really, like... You're playing a one-on-one session where you're the player and someone else is the GM. And it's real. I want more of those types of games. <laughs> yeah. And Citizen Sleeper is... It's got a mechanic where every day you start with a number of die rolls already rolled for you. And so you slot them into actions and your outcome is based on like, your die rolls that you put in. So every day you have to assess what you have, assess your needs and what you want to do, and you have to, like, go around doing things, trying to survive, because it's... You're a breaking-down robot guy (laughs) who escaped being, like, a corporate slave, sort (laughs) of. (laughs) The idea is that you were indebted to this company... And so you signed away your rights to your brain, basically, and they put it in a robot to do work for them. Oh. And you got tired of that, and you escape. But <laughs> planned obsolescence is a thing, so your body is breaking down, and you have to find ways to make money and not starve to death and also not fall into pieces, <laughs> all while you have random die rolls every day. And you have to decide, should I... Oh, there's different levels of tasks. There's safe, dangerous, and risky. And so you have to really consider, should I put my guaranteed success? I only have one of them. The rest are garbage. 
do I do it in this task or should I put a one die in here since it's the I have a skill in this and it will give me a plus one. And also there's a lot of like clocks ticking down. The world is alive with or without you. So people's quests will shut down if you don't go and do them. It's a lot. It's surviving capitalism <laughs> and it's hard. Oh no. Just just like real life. <laughs> yeah. But it okay. it's beautiful and the music's pretty and the writing's really good. And it's just really good and I would recommend it to people if you like reading. <laughs> but this is a video game podcast. <laughs> it's <laughs> there are video aspects of this reading game. Yeah, it is an interactive experience. I, I say that as one of the games we frequently talk about is Phoenix Wright: Ace Attorney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Anna, do you have games you've been playing? I do. I've been playing a lot of Sims. I've been playing a lot of Power Wash Simulator. Those are the two big ones lately, along with. Um, two newer games for me uh divinity 2 and uh solasta crown of the magister which are both very dnd like uh which i absolutely love solasta actually has dice rolling you don't get to roll the dice it, it rolls the dice for you which is a little sad but that's fine i guess um but it, it's a lot of fun um there are classes still coming out obviously the first character i made was a rogue which uh my boyfriend and friend but we're both like okay yeah that makes sense <laughs> uh but i've been playing through uh one of the campaigns with them and it's it's a lot of fun it's i haven't played a super long time but it's well from what i've seen it is very fun divinity 2 is one of those games that i've heard about for years and i just never tried it until after I got Solasta, and I loved it and decided I finally needed it for myself, and thankfully it was a very good price in the sale. Otherwise, uh, would not have gotten it. Um, also, uh, Cooking Mama is on Apple Arcade if you have an Apple device. Huh. Interesting. I'm playing in Cooking Mama on my phone. Was this Cooking Mama 8? Uh, uh, Cooking Mama Ultimate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ultimate. Unlimited. Everyone LLC. is here. Super Smash Bros. Like Cooking Smash. Mama Ultimate. Yeah, super. <laughs> Everyone here is here. Go. It is just like Smash. <laughs> Cooking Mama, the new, the, the surprise secret after we finished all the extra characters in oh, Smash. Cooking I Mama is here. Would love it. <laughs> and she doesn't even hit anybody. She just says things at you and they're, they're very angry. And it's like, no. Yeah. She just no, gives everyone a special so attack. Sorry. is just a copy of Kirby's, like whatever Kirby's I'll like cooking the recipe. ability. I'm is. so sorry. Oh no! <laughs> but that's what I've been doing lately. Nice, uh, James. So, uh, in addition to stuff like Xenoblade Chronicles and uh, AI: The Somnium Files, Nirvana Initiative, I and have yelling been playing... at Minecraft. Yes, and yelling about my. Well, no, I haven't. I haven't been playing Minecraft because I'm mad about it. <laughs> um. But what I have been playing a ton of is with my family. I've broken out our old uh, PS2 and started playing, replaying Dragon Quest VIII, oh, uh, Journey of the Cursed King. Dude, I just bought a copy of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. On uh, 3DS or PS2? PS2, because 3DS is like $200. 
Yeah, the 3DS version. <laughs> I actually have a physical copy of the 3DS version. Would uh, you sell it to me for 50 cents? Uh, no. I mean, listen, I'm not a fan of it, but, like, it's worth more than that. So, I, I actually, I, I'm very mixed on my opinions about the, the 3DS game. It adds a lot of nice quality of life and even adds, like, additional content. Uh, but, like, visually and, au- and auditorially, uh, it's a downgrade. Like, the visuals are worse. I mean, it, it's already on a, a display that's half the resolution of what the ps2 could do back in the early 2000s mid 2000s and the audio is midi instead of a symphonic orchestra and that is that so we went from dragon quest 11 people were upset that it started out as midi and they were like yeah gosh finally when they actually put in the symphonic orchestra in the upgrade so dragon quest 8 did the opposite it released (laughs) at least in america with the symphonic soundtrack and then the re-release on 3DS was downgraded <laughs> to the MIDI soundtrack from the original Japanese release. Which, what the heck? Come on now. But it's in 3D now, James. <laughs> Except, what about is the 3D? it, though? Did you is think it about actually that? in 3D? I'm pretty sure games by this point mostly were like, oh, only plays in 2D, and it's <laughs> disabled. They're like, know. yeah, I this was check. a mistake. We're sorry. Yeah, anyway, anyway... I've been playing a lot of Dragon Quest VIII because that was one of the first games that we played as a family that really got us into RPGs and stuff. My dad, back when we were in middle school, played Dragon Quest, and we all gathered around him, and we had, like, a strategy guide and would read it out and, uh, you know, help him find all the chests in the world and get the cool gear and craft all the awesome stuff. And so now, you know, like more than a, a decade later, like probably 15 years later, I'm coming back and now I'm playing it and our whole family's gathered around on the couch Aww, reading from that so same sweet. reading from that same strategy guide. We we actually used the first strategy guide so much it started falling apart. <laughs> so we bought a used oh, yeah. <laughs> copy, another used copy of it on eBay, the same the same exact guide. Um <laughs> And so we've been reading through that. And so it's, it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. It's still, it still holds up as a game. It's amazing. It's so much fun. Uh, and honestly, it, it's, it's awesome. It's been so much fun getting to like, cause, cause most of the games, I don't really play with any games that the rest of my family plays. I mean, my sisters play, you know, kind of more modern games, whereas I play very niche or or older games. And so this is something... And then, of course, my parents don't really play any games at all, aside from, like, maybe casual mobile games every once in a while. So this is the one kind of place where we can all really get to get together and, you know, kind of play games as a, as a social thing together as a family. And it's been, uh, it's been a whole lot of fun. Anytime my dad tried to help me, he would just be like, hey, did you read the actual directions? And I'd be like, no, dad, let me play my video. (laughs) So my dad's tried to help me play video games with very reasonable advice. (laughs) Yep. My family and I had a guide for uh, Tomb Raider 2 on the PC back in the day, and that guide fell apart (laughs) so fast all of the pages were falling out in our dragon quest guide it was it was genuinely we still have it it is just in pieces (laughs) so uh john have you played any video games recently uh well this month was actually in terms of new releases for me it was like retro month because we had like new releases of um 
We had like Pac-Man Museum Plus, which was like 14 classic Pac-Man games on uh, being released. And then we had, um, I just got, I was starting playing uh, Sonic Origins that just came out like this week. Oh which, gosh, that's right. Which is, uh, that's all right. It's really fun. It's like really, it's really well put together. There's a lot of quality of life changes that like make going through the games like so much better. Like they got rid of the live system. So now if you like, you can't get like a game over in the middle of the game and have to start up from the beginning again. I'm like, oh, thank God. So I actually beat Sonic 1 for the first time. Nice. It's not, it's not that good. (laughs) No, it's, it's not. The first level is fun and then the rest is like, slow down. Stand still, yeah. wait for this I, thing to happen. It's, it's like it came from a completely uh, different game. <laughs> it's interesting. I have heard so... I've heard, actually heard a lot of complaints, particularly about the physics. So, like, there's a couple instances where the physics are not quite the same as they were in the original games they came from. So, certain things, like, near the end of the game in Sonic 2, there was a, a little a spring that would launch you up, and you would be just underneath these spikes. It was basically, like, to scare you. So, like, if you just stand there, you will go up to be, like, five or six pixels away from touching these spikes. So no matter what you do, you won't hit them, but it shows you, oh, hey, watch out, there are spikes here. Kind of like a, almost like a fake out. Uh, in Origins, you actually hit those spikes. <laughs> so you will be launched from a blind view straight into spikes in a later part of the game, which, like, people already had complaints about the level design in the last couple sections of Sonic 2, but also people are not happy about the audio quality but that's mainly from like my super super nerdy people who are like they recorded the audio like from a console from an actual sega genesis they think but like the quality of the recordings are not good there's like weird distortion and stuff yeah although like again the main rants is because i happen to know a guy that made like an actual hardware modification to improve audio quality on actual sega jet like he literally developed a a mod chip to install in sega genesis consoles that improves their audio quality and so he he is he is absolutely in shambles um like not to not to like just you know to to make light of his like actual criticism of course but like you know there's a lot of people who are very very familiar with these games who have put hundreds of hours into them are very meh on this uh on this collection which is too bad because i thought it was like it could be really cool but eh. and here's the thing for a casual audience it is very cool it's like it's a way better version to play sonic one than the already two versions available to play it on switch yeah what the hell but (laughs) (laughs) yeah it definitely (laughs) but um i would still like play this version like no because like I first played Sonic 1 on the uh, compilation on the Nintendo DS, which yeah. is not the best version to play yeah. at all. Better than Sonic Genesis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so and it's again, like, I'll take any better. I'll take any upgrade at this point. And it's technically, this isn't even like an emulator. It's the um, it's like a native version running on Switch or console through the um, yeah. retro engine that was used for the mobile versions that everyone seemingly loves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and it's the first time we have Sonic Three and Knuckles for in a like, long time. Ages With different and music. ages. Although I am still very sad that they changed out some of the music. I think 
it's legal reasons. It's like it's yeah, I know. We still but have the like, old music anyway. Yeah, we, we do have the old it. music. The Just old music. Turn the game audio down and you play. Yeah, the play the. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's how we do it. <laughs> then you'll forget to turn it off when you go to the next stage. Like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Just have just have the game playing on a Sega Genesis next to you. <laughs> <laughs> and put the controls into that game as well. Yeah, easy. Yeah. I'm all, I should be getting on um, the Capcom Fighting Collection in the mail today cuz that came out like this Friday. I can't wait to Ooh. play that cuz I have What's that got in it? Um all of the Darkstalkers games, even the ones that didn't release in America. Huh. <laughs> uh Red Earth and then, like, Star Gladiator. Like, a bunch of obscure Capcom fighting games that haven't seen the light of the day in years. Um, and, like, Hyper Street Fighter 2, which was only released on the PS2. Uh, yeah. And, like, a, and a, uh, Puzzle Fighter, or Puzzle Fighter 2, and then, um, Pocket Fighter, if you know, that was also never released outside Japan. I think that's pretty much it. But yeah, I can't wait to play that. And every game has like online support with rollback netcode and whatnot. So that's a very nice touch. Nice. But uh, yeah, um, I've also been playing like Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. I played. I think I played like t- too much of that game. Like since I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very fun, very repetitive, but it's like something about it. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll just play this for a little bit. Twenty hours later. <laughs> I'm like, I've been hitting X this whole time. Why is this so much fun? <laughs> hey, Johnny, do you play video games? Um, I have had a little bit of time uh, to play some games. I was uh, playing some NES games, um, trying to get some inspiration since I'm doing you know NES game dev now. Um, and so Ooh. I was looking at like, Ooh. yeah, uh, Rygar, um, Willow. You know, some of these like they're classics, but they're uh, you know, kind of like Crystalis. They're not talked about by a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just kind of getting some inspiration. And then, uh, actually, I think what I'm going to do when we wrap up this podcast is on the last podcast, it was suggested that I go look into Sable, um, one of the uh, nominees for Best Indie Game and some other things. And now I see it's on sale. So I think uh, I'm going to wrap up this here podcast. It's been a good one. Had a lot of people. Gonna get going? <laughs> Gotta buy Sable? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go buy Sable and then uh, see what that's all about. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Thank you, everyone, for being here on this podcast with me, Joseph Martin. And me, Joseph Martin. <laughs> yes. And me, Michael Gray. Yes. Yep. We haven't had oh, Michael Gray on here. Your colds. Your the Holy yeah. Trinity. Very unusual. The Holy Trinity. <laughs> I have a cold. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yes, I have uh, two <laughs> 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 yes. You'll never guess how many the other Joe has. <laughs> yeah. So um, yes, we will thank you everyone for listening, and we we oh wait no oh, um, uh, visit us on YouTube gc.net the letter g the letter c the word dot the word net. Uh, rate us highly on your preferred podcasting platform of choice wherever you get your your podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold um so yes hopefully i didn't forget anything um oh, uh, social media if you would like to have a game cola podcast uh at any time of day you can also talk to us on our discord sir this is true yes you can join you our can discord find on our actual internet website yes and also in our twitter bio at yeah. game cola. yeah social medias 
Yes. So um, follow us, like us, listen to us, all those things. Um, And until then, that was a podcast that we did. Thank you. <laughs> Game on, everybody. Game we on. did it. We did it. Yes. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Sink. John, your your vid cam is still on. My what? Yeah, your webcam. Your we webcam. can see you're doing your vid cam. Your vid cam. Vid cast. Yes, the the vid your 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 tele your television is still on. <laughs> a, a video podcast with my video would just be me staring at my desk and looking for things to play with, just so that everyone gets mad at me when they have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, sounds about right.